So you've been on track several times with the bike. Yeah. Several different tracks. So I don't want to fast forward too much, but Tom had this bike. He put a lot of miles on it. He went to the track a few times. He had a he had a very good run. Um, tell us if you would, Tom, what happened to the bike, and by extension, to you. So, early April of last year, I was going riding up to Jalati Celesti. Last year was twenty twenty one for yes. the record. Twenty twenty one. So I was going up to Jalati Celesti because. It's Jalati Celesti, and if you haven't experienced it, you need to. It do slap. My roommate was on her bike. We're riding up there together. We're meeting some of our friends up there. And somebody decided that traffic control signals were a suggestion instead of a thing you should actually pay attention to. And not just somebody, but somebody in a Nissan Altima. Yes. The, As fate would have it. It's always a Nissan Altima. I want to say it isn't. But it but is. But, but it, it is. really is. Yeah. It, <sighs> it's, and it, 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 it is to the extent that that meme has permeated normal non-car people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like the All general the public knows that Nissan Altima's always be the like most that. dangerous vehicle to be near on a highway Pretty much. is a Nissan Altima or on a side road or yes. at the intersection of X and X where Tom was going straight on yes. a green light yeah i i was proceeding through the intersection and this person had one of those lovely lights that they have put in all over the Richmond area which is a blinking yellow arrow Yes, a left turn yield. These used to never be a thing. You either had the left turn green or you had a solid green, which meant you wait. But now they put in these blinking yellow arrows to tell people left turn, tell you the same thing. I would say it's even more explicit with what needs to happen. You would think. Normally when you see a blinking yellow light, that is caution. Yes. But instead of caution, they turned left directly in front of you. Yes. While you were approaching at probably 40 miles an hour. Yeah, thir- 35, 40, because that road was a 35 mile an hour speed limit. Yeah. And when, when I ride with people, I tend to, I'll ride very, very conservatively. Unless they are riding harder. In which case, I'll match what they're doing. But my default is I, I behave if I have people around me because I don't want them to have to take an undue risk sure. to keep up with me. That's noble and reasonable of you. So I'm, I'm in the intersection, and this person <laughs> rolls through the left turn yield like it was a green light. And despite you always... And I drove around with you on that bike many a time, always having all of the bright LED lights on the front of that bike on. The headlight that looks like a pissed off bell hornet and is like looking into the sun. Yes. Always on. Like there is no way this person did not see you. Right. If they were looking. Especially considering this was roughly at dusk. 
on a road with lots of tree cover, so the contrast between my headlight and the background yeah. was even greater. You should have been seen. Right. And with my roommate being on her bike, adjacent to me, she she did not get get injured in Thankfully, any way, shape, or yeah, form. Was enough God. behind you that she was able to avoid. Right. And but the horizontal separation between our headlights is roughly the same as the horizontal separation between car headlights. Yeah. This person There's literally no excuse. Yes. It, correct. It, it's, it's incompetence, ignorance, two way degree that whatever. Yeah, exactly. And it ha- it could happen to anybody at any time. It's just it happens all the time. Yeah. So people just not not paying attention to what they're doing. On the yeah, road. exactly. Only, unfortunately, most of the time, I mean, truthfully, either way, but the consequences when the involved, the second involved vehicle is a motorcycle are far worse. Absolutely. Than if a car hit them in the same circumstance. So they take a left in front of you. You have no time to react. Right. Now, my entire recollection of this event is secondhand. Right. It, I am everything that I, that I'm telling is is what was told to me from my roommate who she shout out to her, shout out to Jess. Jess, you're a legend. Yes. An an angel and a saint and a legend and wonderful human. Being. Yes. And, and the possessor of two very very tiny dogs that are like an order of magnitude or two smaller than than the horse dog that is currently yeah we were discussing earlier that at least one of them is probably small enough maybe to fit inside his mouth yeah when we uh went to sedona uh jess and i were talking about and like exchanging pictures and stuff yes yeah just it's unfathomable how small her dogs are and it's equally unfathomable (laughs) how large your dog is Uh oh yeah yeah, uh, but Jess, they are all good boys. Jess, who was there and yes. unfortunately saw this happen, yes, saw you go roughly at traveling speed into the front corner of a Nissan Altima off the windshield frame, yes, through the air a good distance, yes. So the vehicle that I struck or that pulled out in front of me, so I had no choice but right. to strike. They were early enough in the turn that I still hit them between the grill and the passenger side headlight. Right. So it it was essentially a head-on collision. Right. I hit them, bounced, that came off kind of over the front of the bike, helmet first into the windshield, the same time that they went into the windshield, because reasons. Were they not wearing a seatbelt? Correct. Oh my I didn't god. Know this. I prevented them from going through their own windshield. It's very noble of you, Tom. <laughs> yes. What yeah. a bro. <laughs> yeah, right? really. You were aiming for that, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. That we'll, we'll just go with that. And then bounced off, flew probably I'd say probably about 60, 70 feet. Yeah. I I've landed. been through this intersection. It was a good 70 five feet Dear God. from where he impacted the car to where he landed off the road. Yeah, thankfully landed in, in somebody's grass. front yard. Yeah. It was, and actually the shout out to this person for delaying their home improvement project for a little bit, because about 
three weeks after my accident, there was a pallet of pavers right oh, where I landed. Boy. <laughs> wow. And I, th- I think they, they were either extending a driveway or doing something. Something would require pavers. I heard on another podcast uh, that I was listening to the phrase, uh, you can't schedule serendipity. But I feel like maybe that's kind of what happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, thankfully, landed in dirt. The only, only lacerations I got were like from the bumper cover. Yeah. Of the vehicle, just like where it, as it kind of caved in, I guess, like one of those random little corners that, because Nissan loves to make their bumper covers extend up halfway into their headlights. Yeah. A couple of lacerations on my shin just needed like one or two stitches, if that. Yeah. However, <laughs> there, but in, wait, there's more. Internally, <laughs> it wasn't great. Right. You suffered. So the human body has 206 bones, if memory serves. Well, that's what you start with. Yeah. But turns out that it's possible to have a lot more than that. Yeah. If you just use simple division. Fucking A, bro. It's a nice way to put that. <laughs> yeah. You broke both wrists. So technically it wasn't the wrists. It was my forearms at the wrists. Okay. Both uh, forearms at the wrists. Yes. Uh, both bones in my left forearm, one bone in my right. I broke my left femur into many pieces. Yes. That, that's rough. Uh, it, but wait, it, it, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I broke my pelvis in half, and it separated from my spine on one side. And then I had... The way it was explained... I'm a little bit mad about this part. The way it was explained to me initially was... You fractured your C7 vertebra. The way I, I learned it to be... C7 is cervical, so that's up yes. in your neck, right? Right. Yeah, I, so I was told that I fractured one of the vertebra in my neck. And then at one of the doctor's appointments, basically like, hey, is your neck good enough to take the brace off and like, exist without a neck collar? I was told that it was the transverse process, which it's the little... for. The non-medical folk listening, it is the... It's the nubbin. The little wing-looking thing. Yeah. That comes off the side. I was told that the fracture was actually just a chip of bone on the end of that. Sure. Which... That's a different thing. It's, yeah. It's not ideal to it, have that broken. This is maybe the only good news you got in this whole process. Right. But we'll take it. Yeah. We'll it, take the it, little It's not victories. ideal, but it has a very... Different connotation sure. to you broke a bone in your neck. Right. And then to top it all off, a small fracture to the base of my skull. Yes. Which um, that there's no real sugarcoating or cute, clever ways of describing that that makes it less serious than it was. No. Um, shout out to Bell. Yes. Helmets. Bell. I was wearing a Bell Star Mips. Which, a, a quick aside on helmets, MIPS is a thing that lets the, the helmet rotate relative to your head in a controlled manner. So not every impact is going to be aligned in such a way that it's going towards the center of your head. There's Most of the time, there's some rotational component to it. Okay. 
and I can picture this. It's like the, a tangential yes. vector yeah, of impact. It's here, uh, no one at home can see this, but off axis of the center of your head, right. it's going to want to turn right. the helmet about your skull. One of the podcasts I listen to that's motorcycle specific, Brap Talk for anybody interested. Shout out to Brap Talk. Nobody yes. there listens, but that's okay. They went and interviewed the MIPS Foundation. It's a, a group of, in Sweden, I believe, somewhere in that part of the world. The description that they gave, the brain is roughly the consistency of jello. And you take a piece of jello and you drop it straight down on the table. And it goes, kind of goes boing. But you have to put a lot of force into it to actually break the jello. Okay. If you fling it with rotation, oh. it comes apart incredibly. And the brain is. And the brain also do. Yes. So anything you can do to limit the rotational energy transferred to the brain greatly decreases the risk of a traumatic brain injury. What MIPS does, it lets the helmet rotate in a controlled manner relative to your head, but only by a certain amount. It spreads out the same force over a much larger distance. Sure. And it greatly reduces the rotational energy transferred to your brain. So that helmet is probably most of the reason why I'm still as close to coherent as I am. Yeah. When I say shout out to Bell, I mean like, shout out to that, Bell. That because helmet saved my life. Thank you for having my friend Tom still here. For real. Yeah. Um, did you break a collarbone, though? Actually, no, I didn't. Hey. I, well, that's because they're like 90% steel at this <laughs> yeah, point. That's right. My collarbones were sufficiently reinforced that they didn't get broken. <laughs> the one thing. So how much, how much metal do you have in your body now? So from... So the... The big one from this was a... The big one. Keep yeah, out of reach of children. The big one. <laughs> oh, oh, Thanks, oh, Sid. Oh, I'm, I'm glad my friends are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is a probably as close as makes no difference. Four pound stain, like medical stainless rod that is in my femur. Yeah. Christ. Connecting the five pieces. Was, it, was it driven five in through pieces? the knee? Yeah. 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 I don't know where they put it in from. Yeah. Literally the end they put your they put your leg up in a up in a brace and they drive it in through your through the end of your knee. That's atrocious. So they take your knee apart first. Freaking hammer, bro. Like the 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 orthopedic surgeon. Tom, are you uncomfortable retroactively? Just like I I have no recollection of this. You can hear it from the hallways. (laughs) You can hear like the like you can hear that crap. It's ridiculous. Wow. Do they drill a pilot hole first. <laughs> uh, I, I think. God, I, I hope honestly, so. Well, I don't listen. Know. When your femur's in five five pieces, maybe you don't. What need are they going to do? One. Break it more? A pilot hole in what? <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. I, they they probably do. They probably sure. drill a, a hole in the the like the enamel basically of the bone to to get through the the hard bits and then yeah yeah it's freaking intense. I'm sorry for the visual, but. Uh, no, I I, I actually didn't know the process for this, so I that actually is kind of 
I guess I should. You know how you separate a ball joint when you don't have a ball joint press? That's how they put rods in your femur. Oh, my gosh. I I guess I should say I have not witnessed orthopedic surgery in a decade. So, like, maybe they do it differently now. Sounds like it sticks with you, though. Yeah. (laughs) They have a fixture. Do you you know the smell of burning hair is very pungent and very bad, right? Uh. The smell of burning bone from like a power oh, tool going boy. through it, yeah, is that times about a million? I bet I could, oh, yeah, my gosh, yeah. it's like, it's so intense, yeah, and you can't get away from it, like, ugh. yeah, anyways, it's just, sorry, so anyway, total derailment. <laughs> uh, you also have some amount of pl- plates and hardware in your arms, yes, yeah, so. Both forearms have a plate and a number of screws per broken bone and like a a random pin at the end just holding things together that weren't feasible to put a plate and a screw on either side of the break just due to the location. My pelvis has on the front has a plate and four screws on the back where it connects to my spine. It looks like four deck screws, like on the, some on, self tappers, like coarse, coarse threaded. Like <laughs> le- legit, they look like something I would buy it out of a bin at Lowe's and used to put together a deck. Yeah, it turns out porous materials uh, it, need the same types of hardware. Yeah, yeah whether it's bone or Trex board, <laughs> right? Okay, I I could talk about orthopedics all the time because I used to work in that field. But anyways, yes, just just continue. Yeah. I, I I don't want to derail us more. I'm sorry. So it's the plate in the front, and then the basically deck screws in the rear, and then nothing else really needed. the The chip on the little wing on my vertebra is like a we can't do anything like surgically to fix this. It's existing. A plastic collar for seven weeks and be very careful moving your neck so you you had some rehab time yeah Uh, understandably so but Uh in the grand scheme of things i felt like you were back walking not shockingly quickly not that long there's actually a funny story about the first time out and i'm i'm sure like it felt like we're saying, it it was sh- was shockingly short amount of time. I'm sure it felt like a freaking. Oh yeah, modern. no, yeah. I mean for you, it, it was it was right. a while. Right. It, it's you look at how long ago 100 years was to us, and it, like that's a long time ago in the existence of the planet we live on. It's like nothing. A, a nothing. such an infinitesimally small blink that you can't even measure it. Sure. Um, this was longer than that. Right. So the first steps I took after the the accident, after I was all put put back together, we can rebuild him. They did. Yeah, I know. All the king's horses and all the king's men uh, put Humpty Dumpty back together again. They did, in fact. Uh, so I had initially been discharged to a actual rehab facility, which they have to be able to do a certain amount of therapy, of physical therapy, occupational therapy per week. In term in hours, in order to actually bill it as that other, okay. and if you can't, like if there's, have we mentioned recently how screwed up the medical system in America is? It's 
quick aside. It's real bad. Uh, yeah, yeah if we have any international folks, but it's real bad here. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. So the facility I was initially discharged to, because of like weight bearing restrictions, like pain tolerance and all that, because I had injuries to my upper extremities, there was limits to how much like how much weight I could pick up and hold per hand just to keep from like, overstressing the bone that was trying to heal. I remember this. So you like can't brace yourself. While it was like to walk. exactly. It was like he could pick up a drink, like a can of soda, a can of beer. It yes. was like one pound. That was the metric they gave. It was like one pound per hand, yeah. basically. I remember visiting you in this facility around about this time. Yeah. So they were limited in the therapy they could do upper body, which would all of that would have fallen under occupational therapy because of everything that was done to my lower body. Like, putting my pelvis back together, putting my femur back together. I was restricted on how much, percentage-wise, of my weight I could support through each leg. So, because of those restrictions, I got transferred from the physical therapy facility to an actual nursing home. I was, like, youngest person in there by two decades. Yes, this is where I visited you. Yes. Nursing homes at night, like... Stuff outside of the rooms doesn't just stop happening. The hall lights stay on. There's constantly machines beeping. Like the, There's somebody there in case somebody needs assistance or me- like some kind of medical intervention. And it's loud and disruptive when you're trying to sleep. Well, one night, I had already gone, gone to sleep. A, one of the nurses came in, like doing, during the nightly rounds as part of that they have to like have a a very brief conversation with you just like make sure you're kind of still coherent and and all that and administer whatever medicine you have been prescribed well they came in woke me up which already kind of pissed me off because like who wants to be woken up in the middle of the night literally no one i did did what she needed to do and left without closing the door so i I consider hitting the call button and saying, hey, can somebody please come close my door? But that would be an inconvenience. It would be an inconvenience. And I might have, I might have still been waiting for them to do it because of how quickly they responded to that. Such <laughs> the things. unique way that our nursing home system is funded. Yes. Now, the beds in nursing homes are height adjustable by a, it's like a, almost looks like a, those like max jacks or something. Or the parallelogram jacks that you can slide under a low car to uh, race Ranger them. Quick Jack. Yeah. Picture one of those with a mattress on it. And that's basically the, a nursing home bed. Okay. Or like a, a scissor, like the first stage of a scissor lift or something. Well, I had realized that if I raise it all the way up, it is almost the exact height from the bottom of my feet to my hips. Ah. So... I sat up, raised all the way up, and pushed off using the braces on my wrists instead of my actual palm, and like braced against the wall, and walked over, and slammed the door to my room. With some spite. (laughs) With an exclamation point. And then walked back over and got back in bed and went to sleep. Yeah. And this this was how long after the accident, roughly? Month and a half. Yeah. After breaking his pelvis in half and destroying a femur, yes, he got back on his feet. 
I mean, motivated by spite. Yes. <laughs> I, I told the therapists about it the next day, and they're like, please don't do that again. Yeah, it's like, wait, we can't recommend please that you don't do that because that of because like, you broke your weight bearing. The law requires me to say no. <laughs> but good job. Yeah. And then how long from the accident before you were back on two wheels? About six months. Six months. Nah, yeah. fam. He was back I, on. I don't remember the accident, man. I, I, I mean, that's kind of the beautiful thing about yeah. how our brain works in terrible traumatic situations is it's just like, nah, you, My, you have yeah. nothing useful from that. So just go on with your life. Yeah. It's, it's pretty miraculous that we have you here. It's more astonishing to me that not astonishing, but impressive and cool that it broke nothing about your where you were at. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a temporary setback, and then you got back out there on motorcycles, yeah, and you got back out there in cars, and you got back to doing Tom things, yeah, which is very cool. Yeah, I'm just even less willing to crawl under my vehicles in a gravel driveway to work on them now. Hey, listen, bro. All of us who are over 30 are also completely <laughs> unwilling dude. Jacking Same. up the car is the worst part of To do that on. anymore. Uh, yeah. It's why I bought a lift. I don't have to uh, do anything to change the oil on the Jeep, and it's great, but, but it also sucks laying on the ground. So yeah. just get some cardboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I pull it into the grass. Oh, that's a good idea. So that I can lay on the grass or the dirt. Hey, pro tip for y'all at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pull your Jeep onto the grass dirt and lay in the grass. Gravel. Le- leaves are pretty absorbent, too. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, correct. <laughs> Allegedly. Is the EPA's yeah. listening? <laughs> They're not. If you, if you go out into my yard right now, there is one suspiciously dark patch of leaves that has not blown away in the wind. Allegedly. <laughs> It was it That's was great. it was a minor spill. I caught most of it. Yeah, most of it. Tom, where if people wanted to follow you on the internet, where can they do so? The Steve alluded to this earlier. I am findable on Instagram at Mountain Biker Tom, all one word. And if you've been sticking this out for what's probably three episodes, we alluded to <laughs> right. much earlier. Uh, my other instagram which is more motorsports focused and like motorsports photography focused is bump head racing because sometimes i bump head yes and and racing sometimes the 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 bumping of the head happens on the windshield frame of a nissan ultima yeah yeah that was and let's just state for the record you had that instagram before so I, that i had that instagram before that because because of mountain because bike of things. my ability to acquire injuries on <laughs> on mountain bikes and i just, just decided to lean into it a little bit decided to level for, that up yeah infinitely let's uh let's stop leveling it up Shall we? Yeah, I think you're good. I, I, think I will. It's enough slices. <laughs> yeah. I will endeavor to not not increase the level of the injuries that I have acquired. That sounds good. That does sound good. Uh, I am found, as always, uh, at beerandbackfire.com. Click on our sponsor. <laughs> it's, got some, <laughs> it's got some purple hearts next to it. Uh, I have still 
still one of my favorite things on the internet. <laughs> Corey, where are you found for good food, ripped pants, and a gigantic, adorable horse of a dog? <laughs> yeah. He is on, on the Instagrams at c.creehan. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Daily Downshift. And Please follow do. fun car buildy blog things at the Daily Downshift.blogspot.com. It's also yes. linked on the website. It is. It is. Uh, any hoot. Thanks, folks. Ba da ba 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 da 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 da.